How are you, Mike? I'm kind of tired, which some people would say is totally normal for me, but I feel abnormally tired. What can I say? This is actually the backup day for recording because I said I was too tired to record on our originally scheduled day. The backup day is for me, really, as well. Well, well, for this time, it was for me. As usual, there's a ludicrous story behind my tiredness. (laughs) So, there's this strange noise in my bedroom. And I can't tell if I'm actually going insane, but it only happens at night. And there's this weird low frequency noise that just comes and goes like sometimes the gap between it coming and going will be like an hour or more and other times it just happens like at 10 minute intervals it only happens for about a minute or so and then it stops it's like this very low frequency humming like but sometimes it'll be like four in the morning and i'll just find myself awake and i'll be like why am i awake And then I'll hear the humming and I'll realise the humming has woken me up. I just don't know what to do about it. I've started sleeping with earplugs in. I started like trying to put the pillow over my head. Like it's actually driving me crazy. But I feel like I can't even complain to anyone about it. Like I'm going to go to the building management and I'm going to be saying, there's this strange noise and it just comes at night and it just wakes me up. But When you come to my flat to try and check on it, it won't be there. But at four in the morning, suddenly it will just start humming and I can't record it and play it back to you because it's too low frequency for my phone speaker to reproduce. But it's there, I promise you. Like, I just, I feel like I'm going to be actually a crazy person. Have you asked your neighbours? Well, of course not, because I don't speak to my neighbours because it's Hong Kong. But your neighbours have gifted you things they oh you're right they did actually they're on the other side of the building they're not my next door neighbors that's not the point you can't bucket them like that that's true when new people did move in on the other side of the floor they did come around and give everyone cake which is very nice of them but i'm a terrible antisocial person i'm just like scurrying quickly from the outside into my flat again so i can just shut out the world It's not really that bad. You're right. I should probably ask my neighbours, but then they're going to be like, no, are you crazy? Only if you do the whole like, oh, but I can't replay it to you. Or you wake them up at 4am to knock on their door to... (laughs) (laughs) There's the noise. Can you hear the noise? Anyway, this has been happening for a few weeks now. So I really do need to talk to the building management or just call my landlady and be like... I know this is going to sound crazy, but there's this noise. Can you try and do something about it? I mean, the main reason as well I'm hesitant is because obviously I suspect I'm going to try and explain this and they're going to just look at me blankly and say something in Cantonese. And then I'll be like, oh, I need Ting's help or something. But anyway, luckily, I don't actually live in a one bedroom apartment. So I actually have another bedroom. And so I have actually been sleeping the last few days in the other bedroom i've still had earplugs in and everything and then i tried to get a really good night's sleep before we recorded so i moved to the other bedroom put in the earplugs i had a bit of a headache so i took a painkiller and then i proceeded to literally not sleep the entire night at what time did you take the painkiller i took the painkiller at like midnight when i was going to bed And then there was literally the last painkiller in the box. And so I went to the pharmacy to buy more. And I picked up one of these red boxes of paracetamol, which is what I had before. And I noticed there's a blue box next to it. And I was thinking, hey, what's the difference? So then I looked at the ingredients list and I discovered the red one has caffeine. (laughs) So I basically just like took some paracetamol and a pro plus at midnight that was smart of me wasn't it (laughs) and so that explains why i couldn't sleep (laughs) so anyway i slept in the spare room again last night i managed to get seven hours sleep so i'm more functional again but i'm still pretty tired you revealed to me that there's such a thing as morning youtube 
Did you morning YouTube that day? I did. <laughs> I did not morning YouTube the last few days because I have literally woken up at the time of my emergency. You really need to go to work right now. Alarm. I don't understand. You do evening YouTube, then you wake up to YouTube. So when I was more rested, sometimes I would wake up before my alarm, and instead of just getting up and brushing my teeth and having breakfast and whatever, I would actually just lie in bed and just watch YouTube until my alarm went off. Sometimes until the "no, you really need to go to work" alarm goes off. How how many alarms do you have? Oh,、uh, usually just two. There's the "you should wake up now." And then there's the "No, you really need to wake up now" alarm. Is the 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 morning programming any different to the evening programming? I mean, YouTube is just a limitless fountain of stuff. So I just open YouTube and just look at what it suggests to me and just watch something. This is a really bad habit. This is actually a really shocking habit. I I think YouTube. Has actually ruined me. YouTube is even worse than Reddit. I mean, maybe I should literally try and give up YouTube for like my New Year's resolution or something. Although, who does New Year's resolutions? <laughs> But we need to revisit the hours watched, minutes watched, days watched on YouTube at some point. Oh, jeez, I'm I'm afraid to look. I mean, my latest vice has been. Dungeons and Dragons videos. I've just discovered there's this whole subgenre of animated Dungeons and Dragons videos where people talk about things that happened in their campaigns with animation, and they're just really entertaining. Actually, just two particular channels I've been watching, like just literally going through all of their content: Puffin Forest and Z Bashu, I think it's called. One person storytelling. Yeah, they're each just one person narrating stuff, or talking about mechanics in D and D, but with animation. Okay, surprisingly entertaining. And which mic turns up to work? Because I had a shocking revelation recently that apparently sad mic only turns up for the podcast because at work you were the optimistic one. <laughs> it's it's funny you should say that because like. I've actually—it's <laughs> a really good thing I'm going on holiday because I've actually just totally run out of optimism. <laughs> like this last week, I just ran out of optimism, and I like—I ran out of optimism really hard at the office. It's been really bad. Like it's been like, oh, it's no—it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Look, you guys need to just boom. We're doomed. We're doomed. Look for other jobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not quite that hard, but yeah, the the podcast is actually I'm not going to say it's unfiltered, but it's a different filter. Whereas in the office, you know, you got to it's different because the, they can't take it in the office, basically. Yeah, but I, I know you can take, <laughs> you know, you can handle the truth, Ting. You have HR on your case if you send people home crying. Again, I don't. We don't have HR, unfortunately. <laughs> Anyway, your holiday. Are you already? So we're recording this very shortly before I leave for my holiday. I have one more day of work and then I'm gone. So, in fact, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, I'm actually going to pack because I won't have time to pack tomorrow because a friend is leaving Hong Kong and moving to London. They're not leaving because of the current situation, but they're leaving dinner and drinks are tomorrow. So I won't have a chance to pack except for tonight. And yeah, this holiday is shaping up to be really expensive. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Is it like my willpower has also been eroded by all the stress or your taste and or your you know lifestyle creep? My expensive taste, <laughs> lifestyle creep. Yeah, maybe. I just bought so much stuff. Someone advised me, "Are、oh, you going to LA? You should get sunglasses." Like. I should get sunglasses, and I just went and ordered some prescription prescription sunglasses. So now I have prescription sunglasses. I've never actually owned sunglasses before, as ridiculous as that may sound. But this is the first time I bought sunglasses, prescription ones to boot. 
my eyesight isn't even that bad, actually. I probably could have got away with just regular sunglasses, but I figured if I'm going to go to the effort to get sunglasses, I may as well get them prescriptioned. So I can... What? See? <laughs> Some people consider that important. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I was going to go down the route of like, I'm going to read. I'm going to do some coding. I'm going to work on a presentation. With sunglasses on. <laughs> it doesn't work though, I realise. <laughs> so I can look cool. Cool guys just keep their sunglasses on all the time. Yeah, wear them indoors. <laughs> I think that's the next level for you. <laughs> you know, one day I'm going to lose my glasses and I'm just going to come into the office with my sunglasses on and just keep them on all day. It's only a matter of time. But that wasn't the only thing you bought for the trip. Several people in the team have noise-cancelling headphones. Because they want to shut you down, <laughs> keep you quiet. <laughs> yeah, maybe, You know what? Maybe working with me is like literally living in an episode of the podcast. Maybe it's unbearable. But yes, yeah, so several of them have noise-cancelling headphones. And in fact, I just realised the lady who sits next to me doesn't have noise-cancelling headphones, but she does have earplugs that she puts in. <laughs> They're all listening. They're all listening. Anyway, I asked them, are your headphones actually any good? And they said, yeah, they're amazing. Try them on. So... I put them on and they were amazing. They literally just like blocked out everything. And then they said, yeah, they're really good for flights. And then I thought, I'm going to take a really long flight. I'm going to buy some noise cancelling headphones. And so I went and bought some noise cancelling headphones too. Which ones? Bose QC35 twos. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? I'm going to make a mental note. I can put them in the show notes and then you won't have to make a mental note. Thanks. So have you pre-ordered Borderlands 3? No. Are you going? You're not going to. You're just going to get it when you come back. Uh, I mean, I'm just waiting and seeing. Because if I bought it on PC, then I'd be playing it with Roger. Or are you all going to get it on PC now? Because John's already bought it on PC. Did you not oh, see, he bought it on PC? Did you not see his chat? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I, there's a lot of chat. I was a bit confused. <laughs> I think okay. Um, so we're bu- so we're all buying it on PC now. Uh, I don't know if it's poop. If you're not buying, I'm not. No, buying I can. It. I can. No, I can get it. If we're going to buy it on PC, I can get it on PC. Then we can do Borderlands Three as the book club game. Well, that's why he bought he bought the PC in the first place. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's all thanks to you that John bought his PC. He got a 2080 Super. Says Kevin. Pretty good. These people. These people. I mean, you could be those people too. No, I, you know, I want to, I want to <laughs> judge you from down here. <laughs> Frugal ting, yeah. Frugal ting, no lifestyle. One creep. with the masses, no yeah. lifestyle creep, no lifestyle, no creep, lifestyle over creep, here. creep for me. Yeah. There was no lifestyle creep for me until recently. You know, I mean, <laughs> apart from the flat. Recently has now been a long time <laughs> now, and the two monitors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It happens so slowly that I didn't even notice. It's like the boiled frogs thing, right? Yeah. That's how they get you. For years, I was just like, for years, I remember like hearing about, you know, on the BBC and they interviewed people who were having like problems budgeting and they talked about how they spend 10 pounds on coffee every day. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Who spends 10 pounds on coffee? And then now I spend 10 pounds on coffee, like in one go. It's disgusting. What happened to me? <sighs> But you don't know. You have free coffee, fortunately. I have free coffee now because I work in an office that probably costs... I mean, I'm not paying the cost, yeah. so <laughs> it's not my lifestyle creep in that case. One last thing, Mike. So you've been learning some new words. It's about time, if I'm honest. Is my... I was going to say ridiculous or outrageous. or I use the same words over and over again. You're right. I do need to use some new words. So, enlighten us all. We already knew this. Have I never used this word on the podcast? Gesamtkunstwerk. What does it mean? I don't even know. <laughs> Isn't it like a total work of art or something? Like a complete work or something? You know what? I learned this word 
by watching the perfect poker rap video by is it brian david gilbert he's so funny he is how do how do i even find that video did you tell me about it or did youtube just suggest it to me youtube probably suggested it to you i think that's the thing youtube has got really good and knowing what I like, YouTube just suggested me this video. And I was like, this looks dumb. And I watched 30 seconds of it. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> and then this guy, and he's trying to explain what's wrong with the pokey rap. And one of the things is that it's not a Gesamtkunstwerk. And then I can't tell if I just imagined this, but I think Jonathan Blow's games he's trying to make a Gesamtkunstwerk. I can't tell if he said that at some point when I was watching his live streams and videos. And I did briefly try and see if I could find him saying it, but I can't. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of watching six hours of Jonathan Blow videos again on the off chance I find him saying it. But it sounds like the sort of thing he'd say. There's a big difference between claiming a piece of work isn't a Gesamtkunstwerk and trying to create a Gesamtkunstwerk and finally saying something is a Gesamtkunstwerk. I don't feel neither of them have done that, right? They've Neither of them have said, I have created my Gesamt... <laughs> can't even say it now, it's just too funny. Gesamtkunstwerk. I'm probably saying it wrong as well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can't really speak German, although I do have an A star in it. <laughs> You're number one, Mike. <laughs> Brian David Gilbert did claim that his perfect pokey rap was a Gesamtkunstwerk. <laughs> and it was very good, I have to say. It was, but I think at the end, he just, I don't know what happened. He just said them all at the same time, concurrently, and it was, that was the only way to kill yeah, them off. There's a few hundred, which they, he gets one half of the room to shout them all at the same time, and then the other half of the room to shout them all at the same time, and then the last. You know, the legendaries are just done through the medium of interpretive <laughs> dance. But that's what makes it a complete work. It is very ridiculous. But that's not the only word you learned this week or recently. Well, I mean, there's another one that I've known for many years because it's just so ridiculous. But I saw it in the most unexpected context. So... I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong again. Backpfeifengesicht is a face that's just asking to be slapped. And I can't remember why I originally knew this word, but I've, <laughs> I seem to recall that I learned about this word shortly after moving to Hong Kong, because I remember that I literally remember being in like the canteen at lunch at like, the first job I had in Hong Kong and I was all just saying back Gesicht and thinking it was hilarious. So it's like a face calling out to be slapped or something. And of all things on Twitter, I saw someone saying that about the chief executive of Hong Kong and how, you know, she just had, you know, back Gesicht uh, like to describe her. And I was like, no way. This is a bizarre confluence of uh, things I'd never thought I'd see together. But there you go. It's topical and hilarious. I thought someone in the canteen was saying that at you, but... No. <laughs> they, they might have been, to be honest. They might have been. It's probably true. And my last German word for today's vocabulary corner. Torschluss panic. Gate-closing panic. How did you come across this one? I saw someone on Facebook say, there's probably a German compound word for that feeling you get at 2am when you're single in your mid-twenties and you feel that somehow you've missed your only chance at love because you didn't meet someone in college and now it's too late. And then immediately someone else replied, the German word you're looking for is Torschlusspanik, which means a sense of anxiety or fear caused by the feeling that life's opportunities are passing and diminishing as one ages. Was that your post? <laughs> it may as well have been. It was like I'm... a knife to the heart. I'm really picking on you. I don't know why. I'm really sorry. You, you, you know that my defences are down and you're just like getting those jabs in. You're getting those jabs in. You know I'm, I'm tired and ego depleted and 
you know, the noise at 4 a.m. has like damaged my AT field and then you're going in for the kill. I set up that 4 a.m. noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You've, you've actually rented the flat above and you've got some big subwoofers <laughs> and you've connected it through the internet and you're like, Alexa, play the noise. All this for the 101st ep. That's what makes it a Gesamtkunstwerk. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today? It's the 101st episode. I don't know if that's a special thing, but it is. <laughs> so, originally, the concept for this episode was going to be, it's the 101st ep, we've done 100 episodes, and then Lost Lovers Club 101, it's like in the American college system, isn't the intro class called 101? I don't know, I never went to an American college, but for some reason, I think that's the case. And so... We were going to talk about what the podcast is and our backgrounds and like do a soft reboot of the podcast and give, you know, like we're doing it all over again. But then April, your wife said, that's boring. And you do this every year. We do try to reboot the podcast every year. (laughs) It's true. So now we're just going to do a load of nonsense. Yeah. Take that, April. We don't have to be predictable. I mean, maybe we are, but we don't have to be. (laughs) So what are we doing instead? I'm actually totally lost. So we're going to do Hong Kongers. And then we're going to talk about the Millennial Food Challenge. And then we'll do Lost Levels Club 101 Light to satisfy everyone. Okay, that sounds good to me. So, as part of being a Hong Konger, which isn't part of my vocab, if I'm honest, there are certain things that we do, even you and I. Shall I begin? Well, we should say, Time Out published two lists, 11 signs that you're a real Hong Konger, and 11 more signs that you're a real Hong Konger, and... You've picked out some, and I've picked out some. Yep. And there's some that just, I think, are totally not true at all of either of us, but hey-ho. Yeah. I can start? I'll start? Go for it. Carbs are life. (laughs) What's this say? Your body is 80% carbs, not water. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it be like chips, rice, noodles... If I had it my way, if I designed my own meals, 80% of the meal would be made up of carbs. (laughs) I mean, I think I do occasionally have meals that are 80% carbs. Although I know I really shouldn't. I'm really trying not to, but I will occasionally just eat like some massive bowl of rice. Sometimes you just really want to eat rice, you know. So bad, but it's so good. It's when we go to the dipping ramen place and that you get there are three choices for the portion size of ramen that you get. Well, you can get 100, 200 or 300 grams and they all cost the same. So, of course, I'm going to order 300 grams. Wait, it all costs the same? Yeah, the, the price is the same. Oh. So, you should order 300 grams too because otherwise... <laughs> t- now, you've, now you've told me that. Now you've told me that. This is why everyone's 80% I've let myself know. carbs. Because, you know, Hong Kongers love a good deal as well, right? So everyone's just like, yes. I'm so full, but 300 grams cost the same, so I have to order it. And then I can't waste. Yeah. Don't let it go to waste. Oh, now, we, I wish you never told me that. I mean, I don't think they're all like this, but 
the one that we went to it's the same price regardless of how many noodles you get i did once go to a different one and they didn't give me a choice and they just bought me 300 grams of of noodles i think it was like the default option so i ate them but i still had quite a lot of soup left so i actually just ordered another portion of noodles (laughs) and i crushed that too and i was thinking oh that was delicious and then like 20 minutes later I thought I was going to (laughs) explode. Like, I think the noodles must like swell up as they absorb more moisture. And I think like, I literally thought like, I'm in great pain. (laughs) Your life is ludicrous. The next one. Never sleep with wet hair. Did your parents tell you this? Yes, I was told this. I was told this too. What did your parents say would happen if you went to sleep with wet hair? I'd get a headache in the morning. So, my dad told me that if I went to sleep with wet hair, I'd get leprosy. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, you know what's really funny? I believed this for a long time. I believed this for a really long time. I actually remember distinctly being in the science museum in London and reading about leprosy and reading about how like armadillos are the only other creature that can get leprosy other than humans and thinking like, oh, this is so strange, you know. Of all the ways you can get leprosy, and also by sleeping with wet hair. Like, it didn't occur to me that maybe he'd just been making it up. Wait, did it escalate to leprosy, or did he start no, with leprosy? I think he just started with leprosy. Like, my so, first memory of it is being told, like, don't go to sleep with wet hair, you'll get leprosy. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, I'm safe now, because I have no hair. But, you know, it was a risk for a long time. I think your defences are working now, because you... You shot yourself if I could That's shoot you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Saying that, though, have you ever slept with wet hair? I don't think so. I mean, the fear of leprosy was obviously quite significant. <laughs> but it's just so bloody uncomfortable. It just makes no sense. No, I think your hair's quite short. It's just going to, like, dry when it hits the pillow, right? Maybe. <sighs> or if you're just really lazy. Next one. Should we do one for you? cardigans are your greatest armor so one of the entries in this list is saying you always carry a cardigan or a scarf because even though it's 30 something degrees outside it will be like 15 degrees inside because the air conditioning is going to be cranked up to like arctic and i realized this is true i literally just have a cardigan in the office that I wear because it's cold in the office. Someone actually commented, like, why are you wearing a cardigan? Because it was so hot outside that day. And then someone else just piped up. Oh, Mike always wears a cardigan. He'll wear a cardigan at the beach. He'll wear a cardigan. like. <laughs> but it's kind of true, actually. <laughs> I literally do wear the cardigan all the time. Is it because you look better in cardigans? That, you know, this is going to sound really <laughs> ridiculous as usual, but I'm actually wearing the cardigan because I feel like wearing just a t-shirt is too informal. Like, the, the office is now like casual, casual wear because I'm working at like the trendy startup office instead of like the, you know, the stuffy formal main office. But I feel like just wearing a regular t-shirt is a little bit too cash. And so, like, I'm putting on the cardigan to give some kind of sense of formality. It's a formal cardigan, It's a, it's a Uniqlo cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. So there was obviously another reason, right? It wasn't just because of the AC. Yeah, I know. It's just a coincidence. It's just funny that... It does help, though, because it is often really cold inside. Like, some days I've worn a polo <laughs> shirt instead, so I haven't worn the cardigan. I'm thinking, I really wish I bought the cardigan today. I thought you were going to say, they really do take me more seriously. <laughs> well, I think that's true as well. I think that's true as well. 
Seriously, I actually think also going bold was really great for my career because before people used to be like, who's this guy? He looks like a school kid. And then once I went bold, it's something like, whoa, this guy looks really old. Let's take him seriously. You, you tell me whether I can be taken seriously with all my grey hairs or not. <laughs> Is that why you stopped dyeing your hair? For career reasons. <laughs> April doesn't want her, her other half to look so young. It makes her look old, apparently. Is this TMI? You... <laughs> I think it's okay. She doesn't listen this deep into the podcast. It's a test. It's a test. <laughs> Next one. You absolutely hate and ignore telemarketers. Oh man, this is so true. But I don't ha- hate them. I do ignore I them. I hate them. <laughs> Well, well, why? They're not talking to you. They're literally not talking to you. It's just so irritating. The number of cold calls you get in Hong Kong is off the charts. But don't you just say, excuse me, do you speak English? Yeah, it's true. I always open by hello, and then they usually start speaking to me in Cantonese. And then I say, oh, sorry, only English. And then they'll either say, oh, sorry, wrong number, and hang up, or they'll just hang up. Yeah, so I've made the mistake of, saying a little bit of Chinese and then they just go for it. I've been I've been sold like a facial and the the girl's like, oh please sir, I think you need one. You should really try it out. I'm like, please no. Please no. That was when no, that was naive thing, innocent thing when he first came to Hong Kong. Suffering from the hard sell. Yeah. There there is definitely this like weird culture shock when you come to Hong Kong because yeah, stuff like this where you just will randomly get cold calls from random, random companies is totally normal in Hong Kong and everyone is just used to it. And if your phone rings and it's a number you don't recognize, then you will just generally either not answer it or pick it up, listen for a couple of seconds and then just hang up. Although there was the one time when I answered and they started speaking to me in Cantonese and I said, oh, sorry, I only speak English. And then they just switched to English and said oh, hello, sir, would you be interested in some English lessons? And I said, no, it's fine, thanks. I speak fluent English. And they said, no, but your English could always be better and it will really help with your job prospects. And I said, no, no, you don't understand. I'm from England. They said, but your English, it could still improve. And I said, no, no, it really couldn't. And I had this actually fairly long discussion with the person about how... how I spoke native English. And so I really didn't need English lessons. And then really trying really hard to convince me that it would really improve my career (laughs) prospects if I went for English lessons. My English isn't the problem here. It was just really surreal. It's never happened since. Because you're not picking them up anymore. You should pick them up looking for the next story for us. There was all sorts of bizarre stuff that happened when I first moved here, actually. like There was a time when I randomly got stopped by someone who told me I had a lucky face. Oh, then, then did you have to give them $100? Well, obviously not, because I was just like, uh, no. <laughs> it's like, have you looked at my face? Do you need glasses? <laughs> the problem is when someone did, did say I had the lucky face, I did give him the $100. Wow. And and look how differently our lives have turned out. Maybe you were right. Again, naive, innocent thing. Living up to his labels. Your turn. You collect tissues and packets of toothpicks from restaurants. I literally have a pile on my desk of tissues that have come in takeaways. (laughs) And I just like Same. put, I just put it on my desk, and then whenever I need a napkin or something, it's like I don't buy tissues because like I've got a stack of these napkins that have come from like Deliveroo. And then the toothpicks, I think you commented on me doing this before. Like I go to a restaurant and I'll just take some toothpicks and put them on my wallet because you never know when you're going to need a toothpick. It's not the first time I've ever thought I'm embarrassed to be with this guy. What's going on? Why is he just taking this batch of toothpicks? Did he? <laughs> it was only one or two. It was more than one. Let's not say one or two. It was two or three. Two or three. Okay, two or three. You never know when you need a toothpick. You know, when you get like a seed stuck in your teeth or something and it's just so annoying. I do. And, th- and then I you'll do. be really happy you took that toothpick. But I do the same now. Now now I've... 
Yeah, it's just so practical. Don't be proud about it. Also, it's Hong Kong. Everyone's doing it. It's fine. Behaviour that would get you ridiculed in the UK is perfectly acceptable here. I can tell you, before I start doing this toothpick thing, this is going to sound really bad, I used to carry a paperclip. Okay. Paperclip is bad. But there... You know, I used to fold up bits of paper that, you know, it was all so grim. Next. I don't know if this one applies to you. We don't shy away from eating every part of the animal. I, I Does this even apply to you? Because every time we meet up, you always want to eat Western food. Like, we always meet up and have, like, a burger or pizza or pasta or, like, Mexican or something. We never actually meet up and have Chinese food. No. No, we don't. So I have never seen you eat any of the mysterious parts of the animal i don't actually what is the real description of this one because i don't eat the stranger parts of animals i do eat the regular chinese weird parts like i've eaten chicken's feet that's completely normal like lungs kidneys livers intestines stomachs but no no parts of the reproductive system for me please no well i don't think those are common no so it's not a universal claim is just for Chinese, you know, just what's on the Chinese cuisine. You just eat the normal weird parts of the animal. Yeah. Oh, here it says, a real Hong Konger is likely a big fan of chicken testicles. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, we're not real Hong Kongers. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, this, this is news to me. So I misjudged this one. Is this really a thing? I don't know. We have to find out. We'll come back next <laughs> in the next step. So the next food challenge. <laughs> okay, so last one for me. You always take photos at the airport departure gate. How else will people know you're going on an exotic vacation? I didn't know this was a Hong Kong thing to do. <laughs> but I have a blog that I actually started the day before. I moved to Hong Kong. So literally the first post is the day before I moved to Hong Kong when I started packing. And then I have kept it going ever since. It's mostly food photos, which is actually completely normal in Hong Kong. Camera eats first. But I usually take a picture whenever I'm going on holiday as well of like the departure gate. And then I didn't realize apparently that's a Hong Kong thing. Maybe it's just a Hong Kong thing to take photos of everything, which is what my blog basically is. It's a shame you don't live in a house, because I would go and just burgle your house. (laughs) That's true. Actually, I was going to say, no one knows that it's my blog, but I'm just talking about it on this podcast now, so... Actually, to be honest, it used to be on Facebook too, so... (laughs) It was just just really dumb all around. It wasn't dumb all around. (laughs) It's fine. There's very attentive door guards. They wouldn't let you in. Actually, they would let you in. You've been here too many times. You could totally burgle the place. Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Next random topic. Millennial food challenge. Where does this even come from? I just got it over WhatsApp. I heard it from a podcast. Oh. So we're just copying another podcast now. We've sunk that low. Well, now all of you listeners have also heard it from a podcast, so it's totally fine. But I wanted to know, well, I knew, you know, we're here because you scored so bloody well. Yeah, I eat everything, but I, I'm seeking all this nonsense out to put it on my blog. <laughs> so how did you score? I actually can't remember the exact number. It was, it was like 17 or 18, wasn't it? So what does that classify you as? Millennial Goals AF. Boom. What are you? I'm not even basic. What? You're not even basic. I may be basic. I'm either basic or cancelled. That's shocking. What have you been eating, Ting? Chicken testicles. I, I have a strictly controlled diet. I don't get to choose what I eat. <laughs> Wait, what? I feel like the next time we meet for lunch, we should just go and start knocking off this list. <laughs> so what do you even want to do with this list? We're not, we're not going to list everything and say yes or no to it, right? Because that would be ridiculous. No, you are. You're going to give me a guided tour 
to all the wonderful food I food things, food stuffs, food things that I've not eaten. Because I have no idea what some of these things are. For instance, what is charcoal water? Okay. Honestly, I actually have no idea what charcoal water is either. What the hell is charcoal water? Oh, sorry. I started, <laughs> no, but, 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 but. I started on the wrong one. No, 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 but it is fine. I would like to say I have had birch water, which sounds equally ridiculous. It's the water from a birch tree. And I kind of thought it might be like coconut water. And so I tried it. It's disgusting. It actually just, it just tastes like a tree. I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised. What did you expect? I was. I can't remember why it came up in conversation with some other friend, but I mentioned to him, oh, I just tried some birch water. It tastes like bark. And he said, well, it's better than bitch water. It tastes like dog bark. And I was like, that sounds so wrong. (laughs) That sounds so wrong. But actually, I have no idea what charcoal water is. Is it just water with charcoal in? I'll buy that. I haven't had it. I'll believe that. I won't buy that. I'll believe it. <laughs> Let's go and try and buy some. I bet CT Super has it. All right, next. You've had black ice cream? Actually, this is another one where I'm like, what is this? <laughs> is this like black sesame ice cream? <laughs> it's like one of those where let's list the games we've played and see how well we've scored. Oh, I've played this game for one minute. <laughs> let's mark it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Obviously, that's not true. <laughs> On the assumption that this is black sesame ice cream. <laughs> I've, I've had, had this. this. And I'm sure you've had it too, because this is a completely normal thing in Asia, right? Yes. But the reason I suspect it, it may be black sesame ice cream is because I once was out for dinner with some people in London when I was back there again for Christmas. And I got black sesame ice cream and they're like, what is that? It looks like cement. You know, like it was completely alien to them because they'd never seen it before. It's like, oh, it's just sesame ice cream. It's really nice. So on the assumption that this is black sesame ice cream, I think this is not exotic in Asia. And we've probably both had it. And if it's something else, then I have no idea. (laughs) But we'll take the point anyway. I don't even know how you you say kombucha. Kombucha. I have no idea what this is. I have zero idea. This is some kind of weird fermented drink. You get a SCOBY, which is a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. And then you kind of feed it by putting it, you know, you have this like disc of like weird bacteria, yeast, gunk. And then you just like put it in a container with like some fruit juice or something. And then it ferments. And it has, you know, like this lactic, tang and natural bacteria and something i don't know it's like this fermented health drink that you have cold yeah cold and it tastes like it, it just tastes kind of slightly sour you're making a face <laughs> you're not really selling it so i am aware of the existence of this because of youtube as usual because bon appetit has a great <laughs> has a great you know episode about kombucha but also my old department head actually makes this. And so he's just like brought round before like a bottle of kombucha that he made. And it was pretty good. I mean, it tastes very healthy. <laughs> overnight oats? You just put some oats and leave them overnight. <laughs> it's just like lazy oats. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, it's more effort to do them overnight because then they're not instant, right? It makes more sense to do it when you need it. I don't it. think it's any more effort. It just requires more forethought. Like, you've got to just mix it up the night before. That's more effort. Doing something split over two sessions is more effort than doing something in one session. True. True. I mean, yeah, it's not something I'm doing now, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had overnight oats? I'm pretty sure I have, but this is also a Ms. Pac-Man situation. (laughs) (laughs) I very easily could have had overnight oats. (laughs) It's like like when people look through your resume, it's like, yeah, I think I worked. I think I worked there. I'm pretty sure I did. Look, this is how you get to be number one. (laughs) 
all right, all right. I'm going to make some overnight oats just to, so I'm not a liar. <laughs> just just for the certainty. I'm I'm pretty sure I've I've made some overnight oats. Rolled ice cream. I have no idea what this is. This is just when they like have that really cold plate and they pour like the liquid ice cream onto it and then scrape it into like curls, right? Oh. I I I would believe that. So on the assumption that it's that, then yes. <laughs> I've also had a variety of other strange ice cream shapes, like the ones where they shave it into very thin slices and like concertina it. Oh. Does it taste any different? Well, I mean, the texture is different, which does, I guess, affect your perception of the flavor. There's many strange ice cream shapes you can get in Hong Kong. What's your favorite? I mean, just regular ice cream is pretty good. And you know what? Actually, I really like. There's this Korean ice cream called like Bake Me Dang or Bag. I I have no idea how to say it properly. Bake Me Dang is how I've been saying it, and it's like this really milky soft serve ice cream although <laughs> my sister came to visit recently and tried it and she said oh it just tastes like a mini milk but in soft serve form and i was like oh you're right <laughs> you're right so it actually tastes like this really cheap ice cream in the uk but it, it is really tasty i mean and also i do really love mini milks too <laughs> still yeah, have you ever had a mini milk <laughs> uh not for a long time yeah, yeah they're really good they were like 10p weren't they am i remembering that right uh, I w- would believe you. Or more unusually, have you had kakigori, which is the Japanese shaved ice thing? That's very nice. If you, if you want to go full millennial hipster nonsense, you haven't lived till you've had kakigori. I've clearly not lived. Next one. Green juice. This, I feel, is another very ill-defined entry. I mean, it, unless it turns out that there's some you know, super well-known recipe for green juice. I mean, this is just a juice that is green. (laughs) Perhaps. I mean, I am being slightly flippant. I'm pretty sure I bought a bottle of, like, a fresh juice from some health food stall that was literally labelled green juice. So I'm giving myself a tick for this one anyway. And it was, like, celery and spinach and apple and green bell pepper or something so it was just like a mix of green things a mix of terrible green things which you shouldn't drink it was all right it was i have a feeling it was unnecessarily expensive yeah that's the that's the problem it was like yeah pay more money for something that tastes worse because it's healthy i mean it was reduced it was reduced to clear Oh no wonder. It, Who's it buying was still it? like a fiver, to be honest. They were they were like, oh, buy this, it's twenty five percent off. It's like, oh okay, cool. And they rung up and it was like five pounds. And I was like, geez. That's health food for you. Next one. Cauliflower rice. Yeah, this is when they like chop up cauliflower really small to simulate rice. It's alright. <laughs> it's not as nice as regular rice. It's like courgette. You know courgette when they kind of spiralize courgettes to make them into noodles, like spaghetti. Uh, no, no, no. So fussy. When do food get so fussy? <laughs> so you're telling me, not only have you not had kakigori, you've never had courgette. <laughs> courgette is just very disappointing as well. I mean, it's fine, <laughs> but I'd rather have spaghetti. <laughs> I haven't even asked you, but we've never talked about the cereal coffee shop, have we? The cereal place in London. Gourmet cereals. You pay like three quid for cereal. Any cereal that you want. Have we talked about this before? I'm just making a face. What? Why would you do this? Because people pay for it. Are they exotic cereals? Yeah, they they are. Imported cereals. Because you could like literally buy a box of cereal for that much money. You can, but it's a thing. I'm surprised we've not talked about this before. I mean, these are better be some high class cereals. I mean, I'm expecting some like totally bitchin' milk or something. Nope, it's just hipster cereal. 
ludicrous. I'll be sure to go there when I'm back in London for Christmas. Wear your cardigan, please, and take a photo. <laughs> Wear my cardigan. <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can do. Serial Killer Cafe, colourful nostalgic eatery with more than 120 cereals, plus a selection of milk and toppings. Plus a selection of milk, you see? I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I'm sure you have to pay more for the fancy milk. For, for the dog milk, the bitch water. <laughs> Okay, send me a link. If I've got time over Christmas, I'll try and... Hopefully they've shut down. Hopefully they've shut down. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> they couldn't maintain <laughs> a steady supply of dog milk. Probably the complete opposite has happened and they've, they've franchised they've expanded. it. Yes. <laughs> There's a branch opening Hong Kong next week. Finally, bulletproof coffee. Something I can believe in. So this is coffee with butter and coconut oil, I think. Oh, coconut oil as well. I'm not sure if that's an optional. Anyway, whatever. I'm pretty sure I've had it. Why is it always pretty sure? Why, you ne- Why can you not be Well, sad? it depends on the precise formulation of <laughs> bulletproof coffee. I mean, I went and had some bizarre butter coffee from some coffee shop in Tokyo. I don't know if it meets the strict definition of bulletproof coffee, but it was coffee with butter in. So if bulletproof coffee strictly requires coconut oil and some other stuff, then, you know, maybe it's only half a mark. Okay. Any humor story from when you tried bulletproof coffee? To be honest, not particularly. Like I ordered it and then the very polite Japanese lady taking my order was like, you know, this has butter in. And I was like, yes, that's why I'm ordering it. And she was like, very good. Here's your coffee. And that's it. Mischief managed. I want to know whether this mic that we have right now is a result of holiday is holiday mic. Is this holiday mic or is this tired mic? Or is this, I don't give a F mic. What, what mic is this? I, I think what's happened here. I'm too tired to maintain my filter. So... As the evening wears on and this recording grows longer, you're getting more off-the-cuff responses. <laughs> I have to pack after this. I'm going to be a total wreck at the office tomorrow. It's only one day. You can have a lot of coffee. It's only one day. It's true. It's only one day. So finally, to the headline section. Lost Lovers Club 101. (laughs) I just think it's funny, because in the show notes you have written... Why are we here? Why do we game? And I distinctly remember you saying those exact phrases in the very first episode. And I'm not sure we ever really addressed them. (laughs) Why are we here, Tim? To listen to you. I want to use the word witter. Witter is that even a word? Have I made a word up? Witter is a word. Witter away. I'm impressed if people have listened this long through all the preceding nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, you have something to say. I think it's interesting. I think it's entertaining. I'm amazed we've managed to keep the podcast going this long. 100 episodes. And counting. And why do you game? I don't know. What are you talking about? Like achievements. You told me you did know before. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure why I'm doing it anymore, to be honest. I think I'm just doing it out of inertia. The gaming or the podding, the podcasting? A bit of both. The inertia. I, I wouldn't know what else to do. Yeah, I'm not sure I've just forgotten how to enjoy myself. Like, I just don't think I look forward to or enjoy games the same way I used to. But I clearly do still enjoy them in some sense. It's just it's just different now. But, you know, you can compare to other mediums, for instance. Like, compare gaming to movies, books. YouTube. TV. <laughs> YouTube. Let's not count YouTube, because YouTube obviously wins. YouTube is like crack. So, yeah, okay. Leaving that aside. Would you choose the others over that? Yeah, I I think I do still enjoy 
games the most. But just the time investment is difficult to find and make the time. How is that? How how is that the case? Yeah, I know. I'm not even married with kids, right? It's, it must be even worse for you. I, I I enjoy games more because I'm severely limited. Because I have to enjoy it in moderation. I enjoy it more. I don't know. I just think I feel like I won't appreciate a game properly if I don't have the time to really get into it. And as a result, I think a lot of my backlog is a result of me not wanting to start a game because I don't think I'm going to have time to properly appreciate it. Or maybe that's just my self-justification. Also, my all my friends are gamers, so it's the thing you do to socialise or stay in touch. I can't call you and just talk to you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you I could do, but like, but guys don't do that. Yeah, guys don't do that. Although we, I mean, technically, we literally just have been on the phone for two hours talking about <laughs> kombucha. But there has to be a purpose, right? There's, there has to be a purpose to the engagement. We wouldn't be here talking for two hours if we didn't have a recording to do. Okay, so there you go. You cracked it. That's the mystery solved. That's why we game. And that's why we're still doing this podcast. Just to stay in touch. <laughs> I think a lot of the other more ambitious things we said we'd do with the podcast have failed to materialize. Particularly the, let's make a game. Let's have this theme for the book club games and let's make a game as well. That didn't work out so well but is it better to try and fail or is it better just to <laughs> set approachable goals try and fail come on wait wait so we've managed to steer me to an answer but you've managed to dodge it yet again no i think your answer is probably applicable to me too you've just adopted my answer that's not is that not seems right? cheap <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to do the talking for once. Fine. Lost Levels Club 101. People need to know who you are. You're a game snob. This is your judgment of me. Yes. It, but... It's possibly true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a label that you're proud of. I mean, yeah, kind of. There was definitely a period when it was like, oh, I'm more indie than you. Have you played Stephen Sausage Roll? You know, like that sort of thing. And yeah, there's definitely some aspect of that to my personality. Like I'm going to be the number one snob. I'm going to be the most indie. It's like you call yourself a gamer. Do you have a podcast? Because I have a podcast. <laughs> the other one is you're forever buying stuff on the Steam sale. If there's a Steam sale, there's a, it's guaranteed you'll buy something. I, I really have a problem with this. I actually got better for a bit and I didn't buy anything for a while. But now I've just fallen off the wagon again and just been buying random stuff. And I've been buying you stuff, right? Like, I remember I saw, I saw the Homeworld Remastered collection was 85% off. And I thought, oh, that's good. Maybe we should do it as the book club game. And it's such a good deal. And then we met up for lunch. And then we went for coffee and I mentioned to you that it was 85% off and it was a really good deal, but I felt like I couldn't gift it to you because I know you get stressed about <laughs> your game's backlog. And then you said, uh, it's okay. And then so while you were buying coffee, I bought it and gifted it to you. <laughs> but it cost the same amount as the coffee. So now we're even. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I would have taken money also, but thank you. <laughs> it's like, thank you, but now I've gifted you this burden instead. Lastly, you love Super Metroid. I would say it's your favourite game. I was definitely on a massive Super Metroid kick for a long time. Like, I have definitely watched a lot more Super Metroid than I've played Super Metroid. I think I've only played it to completion, like, once, maybe? <laughs> Maybe more than once, but like not very much. But I've watched a lot of speedruns of Super Metroid and tool assisted speedruns of Super Metroid for some reason. I, I think I, I finally worked out my system now. But yes, for a while I was very into Super Metroid for some reason. And we should play it for the book club game at some point, you know? It's on the Switch now. 
as of literally today, as we record this podcast. I said last thing. This is actually the last thing. You introduced to me that the term hard sci-fi. Oh, yeah. And that's what you need? <laughs> I don't know if this is a real term or I just invented it. I'm pretty sure it's a real term. We can take it. We can be the first. It's fine. Yeah. Hard sci-fi as opposed to like space opera, soft sci-fi. Like, you know, you get like Star Wars kind of sci-fi where it's in space, but that's kind of just the setting and it's not really about like the science. It's more like space magic. And then you get other sci-fi that's like, no, these are the rules about how the universe works. And it's all about building a self-consistent universe with rules that you have to abide by and often you know the rules of how the universe works are a major point of the plot so yeah i particularly enjoy that kind of sci-fi and that's her mic it's all you need to know i feel somehow like this summation of me is slightly disappointing (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) but it's fine I don't know, just just hearing myself summed up so succinctly, it's like, wow, is this all I am? <laughs> no matter. I've just done, it, done this so well. So for you, you've been playing Baldur's Gate 2 ever since we met. And that, that's not to say you're obsessed with Baldur's Gate 2 and you keep playing it. You've literally been playing the same game of Baldur's Gate 2. Ever since we met. Actually, technically, it's not the same game because I think you, out of some sense of purism, started on the literal old school vanilla Baldur's Gate 2 and then realized that this is a disaster and you switched to the Enhanced Edition at some point. But you have yet to finish Baldur's Gate 2. You've literally been playing the same game of Baldur's Gate 2. I didn't realize how long I'd been doing this till you said it's been pretty much since we met. Five years ago. Is it that five long? Five years ago. If, if it's since we've met, it's five years. Jeez. I don't know if it's been five years. But it must be close to that. I'm on chapter six now. If I were to finish, I could finish it in two hours, I think. Wow, it's like the end of an era. I won't know what to do with all my time. You can watch Black Mirror, <laughs> except that you won't watch Black Mirror. I'm constantly trying to say to you, it's like, you watch Black Mirror. Black Mirror's really good. And you're like, thanks, but no thanks. You watched one episode, right? You watched the upbeat, happy episode. Was it happy? It wasn't I sad. Mean, it's relatively happy. It's, it's all relative. Yeah, I watched, I've watched two. I watched the film. But oh, then I watched. Bandersnatch? Yes. Even then, I had to watch the happy version. I had to pick out the happy version for myself. And finally. You have a very selective backlog. Are you still Metacritic mad? Yeah, I am. I just don't talk about it. Because I know your original backlog, you would only play games that scored over 95. Well, no, you would finish it if it got over 95. Oh, Oh, 80. I'll I'll play games over 80. Okay, that was it. Okay. So you play games over 80, but you'll finish them if they get over 95. With the exception of Anthem. You see, this is what happens when I break my own rules. I suffer. Oh, and also Destiny. I don't think Destiny got 80. I think it started at over 80 and then it just plummeted. It didn't plummet. I think it was just like 79 or something. Okay. But every game you buy me is entered onto a list. And we'll sit on that list until I do play it. This is terrible. But it's fine. I should just buy you some really bad stuff just to troll you. <laughs> well, you know, if it's... <laughs> this is the worst game I could find. Enjoy. Because, <laughs> you know, there is a sense of service I have to do to you, you know, for being grateful for buying me a gift. So I can't just dismiss it. So there is a real personal conflict involved. Please don't buy me that It's game. true, when. It's true. When someone gives you something, there is an obligation that feels for you to play it. Like, I was gifted a game. I've actually, because people do occasionally gift me games too. One of them was Dark Souls. That was a great gift. Whoever gifted me that. Well, actually, I know exactly who gifted me that. 
choice gift there. The same guy actually also gifted me another game called Aviary Attorney, which I've only played the first chapter of. I keep meaning to play more, but never quite getting around to it. I'm not sure my gifts have been as good. <laughs> Sorry. We're playing TIS 100 now. Yeah, you got me Witcher. Did I? I think so. <laughs> oh, jeez. It, it is really bad. I don't even remember what I have or haven't bought anymore. Uh, Sims 3, Dead Space, Burnout Paradise. I think they were duplicates rather than gifts. Yeah, I think so. I had multiple copies. <laughs> okay, that that's another aspect of, of your character which maybe we should have put in as a pro. You like to gift games. Get to know Mike because he likes to gift games. That's why we're doing the podcast. I'm just waiting for my next gift. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and we're done. And we're done. Here's to another 100 episodes. <laughs> we were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else. The Heisenberg uncertainty principle determines that I'm now going to mention the Reddit again. Slash r slash <laughs> Lost Levels Club. Finally. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful that we just recorded a nonsense self-indulgent 101st episode. And of course, that I'm going on holiday. I'm going on holiday. Yay. Assuming that I actually managed to make it on holiday because <laughs> there's due to be another protest at the airport or around the airport or just a general protest involving the airport at around the same time as my flight. So you never know. Maybe I won't actually go on holiday. But fingers crossed. I'm going on holiday. Smell you later. So Michael says bye. Bye bye. <laughs>